following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity and was recorded at Westminster Chapel in Toronto. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. Our scripture reading this evening comes from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but... The word of our God will stand forever. Go on up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span and closed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord and what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult? And who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing. And emptiness. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and casts for it silver chains. He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the, from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither. And the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? 
that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name. By the greatness of his might and because of his, he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord. Well, let me say, Merry Christmas. I just tuned to CHFI on my radio on the way here, 98.1, just to test my theory, and I was correct, that they would no longer be playing Christmas music. And I know that in our society, everything builds up to Christmas on the 25th, and that's Christmas Day, and then it's over. You know, there's Boxing Day, and then everything kind of goes back to normal, and we look ahead to the new year. So as far as the world around us is concerned, Christmas has come and gone. But as far as we are concerned, Christmas has just begun. Because December 25th is not the end of Christmas, it's the beginning of Christmas. It's the first day of Christmas. And we know from the song, how many days of Christmas are there? There are 12 days, 12 days of Christmas. So Christmas is not a day, it's a season. And it begins on the 25th and it goes right through into the new year to January 6th. And that means that as Christians, we end every year celebrating the birth of Christ. And we begin every new year still celebrating the birth of Christ. And so as far as the church calendar is concerned, every year turns on the recognition and the celebration and the declaration and proclamation of the coming of Christ, of the birth of Christ. And it's not just that the church is announcing and celebrating the coming and birth of Christ at the turn of every year, but all of history turns on the coming of Christ, on the birth of Christ. This is the year 2020, and the reason it's the year 2020 is because it's been 2,020 years since the coming of Christ, since the birth of Christ. And we used to say this, now academics are trying to change this a little bit by changing the, uh, the letters that we put after the date, but still some books will say the year 2020 AD, AD, it stands, it's Latin, it stands for Anno Domini, that means the year of our Lord. And this is the year of our Lord, 2020. And next year will be the year of our Lord, 2021. Now, you read the news and you would think this is the year of the coronavirus or the year of the lockdowns. It's not. It is the year of our Lord, 2020. And next year will be the year of our Lord, 2021. It's not going to be the year of the vaccine or whatever people are predicting. Now, we are reminded as we celebrate the birth of Christ of the prophecy of Isaiah. And we're going to look to Isaiah chapter 40. But all through Isaiah, Isaiah is announcing the coming of a Savior, the coming of a King, the coming of the Christ, of the Messiah. And in Isaiah chapter 9, he speaks of the coming King as the light in the darkness. 
And the coming light in the darkness is a source of great joy for all of the nations. And then there's that great announcement. And there's an echo of that announcement in the, the good tidings of great joy to the shepherds. For the angel says to the shepherds, Fear not. Behold, I bring good tidings of great joy. Unto you today in the city of David is born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That's an echo of what the prophet announced and declared. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And then the prophet goes on to say, And of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. That's true in 2020. Of the increase of his government and peace, the peace of Christ, there has been no end in 2020. There will be no end of the increase of his government and peace in 2021. So at the end of this year, the end of this 20, year 2020, this is the last Lord's Day. But it is the last Lord's Day in the year of our Lord, 2020. And the prophet calls on us to fix our attention on our Lord, to fix our attention on God. And that's what he declares in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 9, the chapter that we just read. But he, he cries out, behold your God. Behold, the Lord is the everlasting God. And so I want us at the end of this year, 2020, to fix our attention on what the prophet announces, that we behold our God, we behold the Lord. And the prophet makes this announcement to a weary people. And as you read on in this this proclamation, this prophetic proclamation, it becomes clear that the people of Israel were wondering, has our God forgotten us? Is he disregarding us? And they are weary. They're tired. They're heavy laden. But here we, we have the announcement that our God is the everlasting God. He does not grow faint. He does not grow weary. And those who wait on him will renew their strength. And some of us are weary at the end of this year. And we need to hear this announcement that the Lord is our strength. And as we consider what the prophet has us see when he says, Behold our God. I want us to, to see three things that God does that, it, that it are announced in this chapter that are fulfilled in Christ. So first of all, it begins with an announcement of forgiveness. Israel's sin has been pardoned. Our God is a God who forgives our sin. We need to remember that at the end of this year, that we in Christ are forgiven of our sins. Then secondly, our God speaks. God speaks. He breathes. The nations, they, they, they disappear at the breath of God, at the word of God. The word of the Lord stands forever. Our God speaks, and we need to hear his voice at the end of this year. And then our God renews our strength. He does not faint or grow weary, and those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So first of all, our God forgives sin. Sometimes sin will creep into our lives when we're anxious, when we're tired, when we're feeling weary. And it could be that even over the last few weeks in December, as the days are getting darker and as you've been uh, frustrated and lamenting the, the increasing lockdowns, it may be that in your weariness that sin has crept in. Or maybe that's th- this year, just as you've, as, you, as you've navigated the year 2020 and everything that's going on, uh, sin has crept into your life. Maybe old sins have reappeared. Uh, Some of you may be dealing with certain addictions. Uh, An addiction to pornography has come back. Or perhaps uh, alcohol. You find you're drinking a little more just to kind of get through the evening. Or maybe you're overeating. 
You know, you want to comfort yourself with, with snacking in the evening. And uh, you find that you've, you've, you're into a rhythm now, you're into a pattern uh, of sin, of addiction. And so at the end of this year, you recognize that. You're fighting that. Uh, every time you go back to the fridge for a snack or you, you look at pornography, uh, you're filled with a, a deeper sense of guilt. And uh, you loathe that this addiction has come upon you. Or maybe you've become angry this year. You've become impatient. Uh, you might just generally be angry with everything that's going on. Now, in a certain sense, we should have a, a righteous anger about certain things that are happening in our society around us. On the other hand, as maybe we're spending a bit more time with our families, uh, maybe we're getting a bit more irritable. Uh, maybe we're giving in to impatience. Maybe we've, we're becoming angry. We're short with one another. And at the end of this year, we're tired and we're angry. Or perhaps we've, we've given in to anxiety and despair. And at the end of this year, we're, we're quite frankly, we're, we're depressed. We're discouraged. We're starting to doubt God. And uh, yeah, you know, all of us have different personalities. Some of us are a little bit more upbeat. Some of us are a little more melancholic. But Scripture warns us not to be anxious. Scripture warns us about unbelief. Uh, maybe that's crept in at the end of this year. Or maybe you're just feeling the weight of past guilt. Uh, you know the gospel. You know that your sins are forgiven. But sometimes when we have a bit more time and we just start to look, look, uh, review the year and we look back in our lives, we're reminded of past sin. And our accuser will remind us of that sin. And we find, again, we're, we're under a weight of guilt. Now, wherever you are this evening, at the end of this year, we need to hear the word of the Lord through Isaiah. And this is a word that is fulfilled and answered in Christ. Because he says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended and her iniquity is pardoned. That she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now you could read that last verse and you might read it this way. She has received from the Lord double for all her sins. In other words, she's been punished twice as much. She received a double penalty for her sin. But that's not what the Lord is saying to us here. This is the double comfort. Comfort. Comfort my people. This is the pardoning of the iniquity. What the prophet is announcing to us here is that we've received grace upon grace. God has given us a double portion of grace for our iniquity, a double provision for our sin. Our sin has been pardoned, yes, but the prophet Isaiah also announces that our sin has been cleansed, it's been wiped away. It's one thing for our sin to be pardoned, for, for uh, the consequences, the penalty of sin to be lifted, but the sin still remains. We, we are still sinners, but the announcement of God's forgiveness is not just that we're pardoned, but we are cleansed from our sin. Our sin has been wiped away. And we know that from what we read in Isaiah 53. Now in Isaiah 40, Isaiah says, Behold your God. But then at the end of Isaiah 52, which introduces this, the song of Isaiah 53, he says, Behold my servant. And if we are to behold God, we must behold his servant, behold Christ. And this is what Isaiah announces concerning the work of Christ. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord has laid on Christ the iniquity of us all. And here we're reminded what the angel said to Joseph. He said, Joseph, fear not for uh, that uh, which has been conceived in the womb of your wife Mary has been conceived of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, you shall name him Jesus, for he will deliver his people from their sins. And so we remember at this time of year the birth of Jesus, who is the Savior, the one who delivers us from our sin, the one of whom Isaiah promised would come in Isaiah 53, the one who bore our iniquities. And so this evening, if, you're, if you are struggling again with addiction, you've fallen back into a pattern of, of sin, look to Christ. Look to the one who was pierced for your transgressions, the one who was crushed for your iniquities. If tonight you've come and you are angry and you're irritable and you're impatient, look to Christ because upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. If you've come here and you're, you've, you've fallen into bitterness or resentment, maybe a root of bitterness has taken hold, remember that all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. If you've come here tonight and you're anxious or you're falling into depression and despair, look to Christ because surely he has borne your griefs. He has carried your sorrows. And if you've come here tonight and you are thinking of that past sin, sin that you know is forgiven but you still uh, feel the weight of the guilt of that sin, hear the announcement of the prophet that your warfare is ended, your iniquity is pardoned. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So tonight, as the prophet says, behold your God, tonight as we remember the birth of Christ, Jesus, the Savior, remember that God announces a word of comfort, a word of forgiveness to his people. Jesus is the one who delivers us from our sins, and we know that deliverance tonight. But secondly, Isaiah announces that God speaks. Now, we're hearing a lot of people speaking these days. There are a lot of voices weighing in. Uh, On the one hand, we're trying to navigate this whole thing with the virus and the lockdowns, and we're reading various articles, and we're listening to different pundits and different people analyze things, and our news feed is constantly giving us updated stories. Sometimes it's just facts and figures and numbers and data, and we're trying to process this. What does this mean, this number of positive tests, this positivity rate? Uh, All of these things we're trying to make sense of. And we're trying to have the right perspective on it. And then we're trying to make sense of, okay, the government's response to this and uh, what's right, what's just, what's unjust. It's a very complex situation. And we recognize areas where there's obvious injustice and we recognize areas where things are being skewed and presented a certain way. But none of us is omniscient. And so we're trying to navigate everything that we're hearing. And that wears you out. And it can become depressing And every time you look at your phone, it's some new story that either makes you angry or sad or you don't know what to make of it. And in the midst of all this cacophony of news and reporting, and also remember, too, that 
you know, Google and Facebook is, they, they are the, the online shepherds. And they are guiding you and leading you with their algorithms and they're forming you and shaping you. And in the midst of all this, Isaiah says, the Lord speaks. The Lord speaks. And all of those voices at the end of this year just need to fade into the background. And we need to remember that we are those who have, given, have been given ears to hear what the Spirit says. And we need at the end of this year to hear the word of the Lord. And as we're hearing from various experts and listening to government orders and everything that's coming at us, let's remember what Isaiah says. All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. The word of our God will stand forever. Government orders are going to come and go. What various experts are saying, that's going to be, you know, qualified and, uh, you know, that will change. But the word of our God will stand forever. And then Isaiah goes on to say, Who has measured the spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult? And who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge? And showed him the way of understanding? And this is what we are seeking. We are seeking justice. We're seeking understanding. We're seeking knowledge. And the prophet reminds us that nobody taught the Lord these things. He's the source of these things. He's the author of these things. So at the end of this year, we need to hear his voice. We need to hear his word. And we had a quiet Christmas day at home, and I was kind of sitting around, and I was doing just what we were talking about. I got my phone out. I'm like, oh, there's this, and there's this, and there's this. And sure enough, I just start to get worried. I start to get anxious. I'm like, man, this is happening, and that's happening. And oh, I saw this on, on, uh, on Facebook. And I thought, all right, I just need a break. And I had a bit of housework to do. And I just put my, my earbuds in, and I just started listening to the Bible. I listened to the entire Song of Songs. I like to do that around this time of year anyways, because I, I read it allegorically. It's a, it's a song of love between Christ and his church. So uh, it was a dramatized version. Every time the bride is speaking, I think, oh, that's, that's me. That's my, my song of love to Christ. Every time the groom is speaking, I hear it as, as the word of Christ. And was, I was comforted by that. But it just kept going. And after Song of Songs is Isaiah. I got right up to Isaiah 20. It was awesome. I listened to those cha- first 20 chapters of Isaiah, and it was, just, it was just giving me a renewed perspective on everything that was going on. The word of the Lord stands forever, and I needed to see things through that. And so let's remember that uh, we need to be listening to the voice of our Lord, the voice of our Savior. He's the good shepherd. And remember what he says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. So let's be listening to the voice of the Good Shepherd. Let's be listening to the voice of God. His word stands forever. And then our God renews our strength. God's people grow weary. We're weak. We grow tired. And we question, has the Lord forgotten us? Has he overlooked us? And... The word of the prophet to the people in his age is the same as the word of the prophet to us this evening, that as a weary people, we look to our God and he says, behold, the Lord is the everlasting God. He does not grow faint. He does not grow weary. And those who wait on him renew their strength. And Isaiah celebrates the majesty and the sovereignty of God and has us compare God to whatever the other nations are saying about divinity, whatever they're saying about the answer, 
whatever their view of hope is and salvation is. He says, no, remember God, look to God. He says this in verse 25, to whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. This was something that was in the news, which was a little bit of a change of pace about, I think it was Jupiter and Saturn. It was overcast, so nobody saw it, but that was something to look up and behold in the sky. And here, God says, when you're feeling discouraged, go outside and look up. Look at the stars. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because of his, he is strong in power, not one is missing. Isaiah says, God through Isaiah says, go outside and look up at the stars. When you're feeling discouraged, look at the stars. And consider this, that each star has been placed there by God, is held there by God. And not only that, it says here that he has named the stars, and not one of them is missing. Now, I did a bit of research on this, and according to Google, there are 10 billion galaxies in the observable universe, and within each galaxy, there's 100 billion stars. So, that means there are 100 billion trillion stars in the galaxy. Now, God is saying, go aside and look up at the stars. There's 100 billion trillion stars that we know of. Not one of them is missing. Each one of them is named. That's a lot of stars. Now, God has placed each one there. He knows where each one is. He's holding it all together. Now, if that's the case, how can you, how can you say as Jacob says here? And God rebukes Jacob for this. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? If he's got all that, if he's holding all that together, surely he sees us. Surely our way is not hidden from him. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now here Isaiah is saying, hey, look to the young guys, right? Lots of energy. They can go out there and run around. And I remember the days when we could go out and play football together. And, you know, the young guys can run around. And I'm kind of laboring a bit. I think I, still, I think I still got it, but those days are numbered. But he, Isaiah says, look, the young guys, even they grow weary. Even they grow faint. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And we're going into a January that is a January in Toronto where we're going to be locked down. And those that we know and love around us are, are losing their strength. You know, people are barely, barely holding it together. We need to be the people that are described in this passage. The Lord will increase our strength. That's a promise. He will renew our strength. And as we wait on him, as we trust in him, as we, as we are grounded and established in the forgiveness of sins, and as we listen to his word and abide in his word and follow him, we will renew our strength and there are going to be many who are going to be looking to us because they're going to be anxious. It's going to be, it's going to be a hard January. January is hard 
anyways. It's always hard. You know, excitement of Christmas, and then it's dark, and it's cold, and it's hard, and, and it's going to be very hard this year, going into 2021. However, let's remember that it will be the year of our Lord, 2021. And our Lord is the everlasting God. He's a God who forgives our sins. He's a God who speaks. He's a God who renews our strength. So let's go into this new year knowing that we are those who are forgiven. We are those that have ears to hear the voice of God. We are those whose strength is in the Lord. It's not in ourselves. We don't have the resources. But his grace is sufficient for us. And right in the middle of that passage, God calls on Zion to be a herald of good news. And we need to be a herald of good news going into this new year. Because Pfizer and Moderna don't have the answer for this new year. That's not the salvation everybody's looking for. The problem isn't the coronavirus. The problem is sin. And we are called to be heralds of good news. We are called to be those that announce the comfort and the forgiveness of sin. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples who were gathered together in the evening on the first day of the week with the doors locked. He came to them. He said, peace be with you. And then he said, as the Father has sent me, so now I send you. And he sends them out there with a message of forgiveness, the announcement of the forgiveness of sins. So let's remember that this year we are called to go up on a high hill where, uh, to be heralds of good news and to declare to the city of Toronto, to declare to the world around us, behold our God. Our God is an everlasting God. He does not grow faint. Uh, faint. He does not grow weary. And in the strength of the Lord, we come to the end of this year and we enter a new year. Let's come to the Lord's table. This message has been brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share this content, but do not charge for it or alter it in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. For more resources, please visit ezrainstitute.ca.